0: Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of The Mental Golf Show. As always, I'm your host, Josh Nichols. And on this Golf Thought Thursday episode, we're going to be talking about closing out good rounds and why we tend to play better at the end of rounds that have already gone off the rails. But before we get into this episode, I want to tell you about the custom weekly practice plan. You give me your stats or your assessment of your driving, approach shots, short game, and putting, and you tell me when you can typically practice. And I will hand build you a practice plan and send it to you in PDF form, as well as a customizable template with practice challenges. If you're interested in practicing better and practicing the way that I did to get good enough to make it to the finals of a USGA championship, then you need a custom weekly practice plan. Go to joshnicholsgolf.com slash practice dash plan, or go to the link in the show notes to learn more and purchase your practice plan. And if you feel like you need one-on-one work on your mental game, that's what I do. Yes, I host this podcast and I build practice plans, but my actual occupation is working with players all over the world on their golf psychology. If you like the Mental Golf Show and the topics that I cover with guests or in my Golf Thought Thursday episodes like this one, this is the exact type of stuff that I work on with players. So if you'd like to take the next step to improve your mental game, then send an email to mentalgolfshow at gmail.com or visit my website, joshnicholsgolf.com. Or if you'd like a less formal intro to mental coaching, you can take the mental game assessment. It's a 15 minute questionnaire that'll give you your mental strengths and your biggest area for mental improvement. It's a phenomenal resource to start working on your mental game. And the best part is it's free you don't have to talk to me. You don't have to communicate with me. You don't have to pay me anything. It is free and it takes about 15 minutes. The link to the mental game assessment, the practice plan, how to get in contact with me about one-on-one golf psychology coaching, all of those links will be in the show notes of this episode. All right, let's learn how to close out a good round. You have no doubt experienced this. You're playing well, and it starts to get to your head how well you're playing, so you start getting protective of not blowing your good round. But when you get protective, you get tense and guidey with your shots. You try as hard as you can to get the ball anywhere but in trouble. Sometimes this leads to shots in play, but typically they don't have that confidence strike to them, and they're just weakly hit out there. Occasionally you get some good ones that actually get out there decently, But then what often happens is despite your best effort to try to steer the shot away from trouble is it ends up in trouble anyway. So you fumble your way through that bad hole and let's say you wind up with a double. The next hole becomes vital that you stay out of trouble because you just made a double. You can't follow that up with another bad hole. So you double down on getting your shot to go where it needs to go. But even more than that, you double down on keeping the ball anywhere but in trouble again. So you make an even more protectively tense guidey swing, which is rarely a technically sound motion. So you hit it in trouble again. This time you're really ticked off. You can start to feel the wheels coming off. You're fully leaking out any of the good round you had going. At this point, you're already thinking about the end and you'll have to face yet another round you let get away. If you're a young golfer, you've got to probably explain to your parents or a college coach why you couldn't finish strong. If you're an amateur golfer, you've got to joke and self-deprecate your way through yet another choke job. If you're a pro golfer, you've got to explain and relive the meltdown to the members at the club who pay your entry fees or the media asking what kind of emotions you're feeling. This is a sinking feeling. And we typically go one of two ways after experiencing this feeling during the round. Either we succumb to this feeling and we triple and quadruple down on protecting and guiding and steering, which leads to more tense bad swings and a deeper descent into bad shots and holes. Or we throw in the towel and we let up on trying to control the outcome of the round, which leads to being more relaxed and carefree and just playing Instead of trying. Now, for the second one, where we've let up on trying so hard and we just play golf, what usually happens after those rounds is we get done after finishing the last five holes pretty well and we wonder why we couldn't play that way the whole round. The feeling of being relaxed and carefree felt great and it helped us play better. So, why couldn't we play the whole round like that? The feeling that usually best describes this on the last several holes is we had nothing to lose. Once we had already lost our good round, there was nothing else left to throw away, so it didn't really matter how hard we tried at that point. So the answer to why couldn't we play like that the whole round is because you felt like you had something to lose, when in reality, you didn't. Being 5 under through 12 feels like you have something. Having your first round under 80 going feels like you have something. Having a recruiting college coach watching you actually put together a good round feels like you have something. Having a two-shot lead going into the final nine feels like you have something. But in each of these scenarios, you don't actually have anything. You simply are what you are. So our answer to how you can play like that all the time is releasing the feeling that you have something, not having anything to lose. Because this is reality. You don't actually have anything to lose. When you start your next round before any of the story about the round has been written, remind yourself that you actually don't have anything to lose. Yes, rounds of golf have consequences and risks, and some more than others, but ultimately, what does this round mean? If you're a pro golfer, or you're a high level amateur, or you're playing for a club championship, or your dream college is watching you play, or playing well would actually accomplish something, it feels like you have something to lose. Take it from me, the night before the final of the U.S. Mid-Am, I knew full well if I play well the next day and win, I'll be playing in the Masters in the U.S. Open. That felt like I had something. And if I played poorly, I would lose something. But if I looked myself in that hotel mirror, that cheap, Holiday Inn mirror and asked myself, honestly, what do you have to lose? I would say I actually don't have anything. Now I have an opportunity to gain something, but I don't have anything. And trust me, I wish I had been able to acknowledge this train of thought back then. But luckily for you, you've got the mental golf show. Now this may seem nuanced or like we're splitting hairs, Uh, between having and losing and all these things. But remember that the feeling of having something to lose is what makes us get protective over losing it. Let me say that again. The feeling of having something to lose is what makes us get protective over losing it. And once we feel like we don't have anything to lose, that's when we free up. So getting into the mental frame of mind where we don't have anything to lose is where we're trying to get. Like most things, this starts with being self-aware of when you subconsciously believe things like having something to lose. We have these beliefs that we've just agreed to over time that we've never questioned. They might have been helpful at one time or another, but if we sort of update their validity, then we can see clearly what they do to us and how they hold us back. So being self-aware of when that feeling of having something to lose boils up. A common description for my clients, and I can also attest to this, is a feeling in the gut. There's a whole podcast on what that physiological gut feeling symptom means, but we'll save that for another time. For our purposes, it would be noticing that gut feeling of the need to protect and guide and responding thoughtfully instead of habitually and automatically where you would normally just automatically agree with the gut feeling and the underlying belief. Instead, you notice the feeling, and you remind yourself of the opportunity to gain, not to lose. Now, this won't make the nerves go away. Nothing can. Remember, nerves are a normal response of your brain and body to something important. But this will, at the very least, take you out of a doing mode, where you have to protect and guide and steer and control, and it'll put you into a being mode, where you let yourself play with freedom and let the round unfold as it goes. This way you can start the round nervous, but freed up. And then once it's going well, because you're a great golfer who's now been playing freely, you can catch yourself experiencing those gut feelings of protecting and respond to them thoughtfully and let them go and come back to the present shot at hand. All right, everyone. Hope you learned a thing or two about how to take yourself out of protective mode and letting yourself be in just playing mode and how this can help you finish off good rounds. If you like this episode, you'll probably like another episode titled Use Your Mind to Handle Golf Stress. In that episode, we learn what stress is, why it happens, what it feels like, when it's unhelpful, and how to manage your level of stress so you can play better golf. It was released on December 5th, 2022. I highly recommend you go check that one out. And as I always mentioned at the end of these episodes, what you've heard isn't therapy. It's meant for information and entertainment purposes only. If you feel like you need personal help on some deeper things you're going through, I encourage you to go talk to a licensed professional. But on the golf psychology front, if you feel like what you've heard doesn't quite cut it and you'd like to work one-on-one with someone, I'm a golf psychology coach. I work with players all over the world on improving their minds so that they can improve their performance on the course. If you'd like to get in touch with me, feel free to send an email to mentalgolfshow at gmail.com or go visit my website, joshnicholsgolf.com. And if you're interested in a more well-planned, thoughtful practice structure, and practicing the way that I did to get good enough to make it to the finals of the USGA Championship where I could win it and go play in the Masters in the US Open, you need a custom weekly practice plan. It's the exact same way that I thought about practice. I would structure it and plan it ahead of time and follow my structure to a T. And it, it took me out of that emotional practicing and that kind of like, I'm just going to hit a bunch of balls and not really know what I'm doing. It was vital to me getting that good. So go to joshnicholsgolf.com slash practice dash plan, or go to the link in the show notes to learn more and purchase your practice plan. Or again, if you'd like a free resource with a much less formal intro to mental coaching, you could take the mental game assessment. It's a 15 minute questionnaire that'll give you your mental strengths and areas for improvement. And again, the best part is it is free. The link to everything that I've mentioned will be in the show notes of this episode. All right. Thanks again to everyone who listens to the Mental Golf Show. Whether you're new here and this is your first episode or you've been here since day one, which I know some of you have, which is amazing. I really appreciate the community that all of you have been a part of building. If you've learned something on this episode, go subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Maybe mention the biggest thing that you've learned listening to the podcast underneath that glowing five-star review. And I would love it if you shared this episode with uh, maybe you have a friend who always blows a good round. Okay, yes, we all do this at times, but I'm sure you know someone who just can't finish it off and break through. Maybe they've never broken to 80 and they've gotten so close and they've been you know seven over through on the 17th or 18th hole and they just can't do it. They probably need to hear this. Okay. Thanks for listening to the mental golf show. I'm Josh Nichols, and I will catch you guys next time.